Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to episode 27 of the podcast. I hope you are well. Right, I want to talk in this one about speeding things up. So the title of the podcast is I Feel the Need, The Need for Speed. And I've wrote a blog about that this morning, which is what kind of pushed me to do this um, podcast next. I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. And the blog I did this morning, um, the first line of it was that I feel the need, the need for speed. And I question, I asked the question, you know, which film from the 1980s did that particular line appear in? Um, so I gave people to the end of the blog before I told them. I'm going to tell you lot right away. It was from a film called Top Gun. Now I'm sure most people listening to this will know the film Top Gun. It's the film with Tom Cruise in it, where he plays the fighter pilot Maverick, and it's a great film. I love it. And I remember watching that in 1986 when it came out. It came out the the movies, or the cinema, the films, whatever you want to call it, depending where you live in the world. I mean, I took a young lady to on a first date to that particular film. Um, I thought that was a good idea at the time. I thought, you know, never mind, no romantic flick. I'll take her to watch um, uh, a movie about people blowing each other up in aeroplanes. It was not all about that. It was a great film. I thought it was a very, it was a lovely film because I remember it vividly. Um, it had a big imp- impact on me when I watched it, and I remember it quite clearly today and I, I have watched it in the years since um interesting enough i can't remember the name of the young lady i took to the pictures so that's how memorable she was but the film it's still a big favorite of mine and i wrote a blog about it this morning because i set myself a challenge today which was to blog quickly i didn't want to spend a lot of time this morning um, thinking about what to blog I set myself a couple of parameters there where you have 10 minutes to write a blog that blog has got to be written on a film or around a film that was out in the 80s. So pick a film and then write a blog about personal development and in some way, shape or form, try to tangle that um, that film title or that that, that film, the, the reference to the film in it. So I did. Um, so I talked about speeding things up. Because something I've been working on in the last couple of weeks, something that I found really interesting, is starting to look at things and not analysing them as much, just doing what feels right at the time. So when something comes up, a challenge, or when I'm facing something I need to do, instead of thinking about it too much and going into this kind of massively analytical mode around what the solution could be, is to go more with what feels intuitive, what feels right to do without thinking about it too much. I mean, this does tie in with a lot of things I've been reading recently, and a lot of the stuff I'm reading now is is really speaking to me. Um, I'm, I'm into a couple of books. I'm not going to mention what the books are because I'm, I'm still going through them. But all I will say is the books that probably you would have heard of, the books that are quite unusual. Um, ironically, the books I've had for a long time, and in, in one case, the book I've got on my desk now, um, I hadn't even opened the pages and I must have had the book two or three years. But I'm starting to see the importance now of trusting our intuition more. And this is not like a revelation for me. It's not like something I've not thought of or I've not done before. But I realized it's something I've stopped doing. I've become less intuitive in the last two years. And certainly in the last six months, I've found times when I felt very restricted in what I'm doing and, and felt the only way out of that thing that was causing me some stress or tension was to think my way out of it. And in the last couple of weeks, I've kind of put that to one side and started dealing with things in more of an intuitive way and it's i have to say there's been some really interesting results come up and i'm going to give you some idea of what i'm talking about and some references which might sound boring um but they are they're not boring to me because when i think about how these things have happened in the last couple of weeks um there's actually it's far from boring it's incredibly um exciting i did a 
blog about painting my shed. I have a shed outside in Asgarden and that shed has been quite honestly tatty for a while. It needed a coat of varnish or whatever you put on it, what is it wood stain you put on them, not your sheds. And Sue has been saying to me for a long time, are you going to sort that shed out, sort that shed out? Yeah, 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 I'll get round to it. And when she mentioned it in spring, I said I'd do it in summer. When summer came around, I made the excuse that um, it backs onto somebody's garden and they had plants going up. I said, when the plants die down in autumn, I'll do it then. I've just been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Thinking about how I could do it work, putting it through my head, you know, what we'll have to do, how long is it going to take, oh, this might be difficult, I'm going to have to rub it down. I was overanalyzing the situation. Anyway... Last week, when we knew we were off into lockdown, Sue wanted one of his bedrooms painting. And I believed that B&Q was going to be shut for four weeks. So on the Wednesday before the lockdown started on Friday, I tiptoed to B&Q and went to buy some paint to do the job. So I went into B&Q in Wakefield. They didn't have any. No paint that I wanted. Sue wanted particular. There wasn't any. And I was about to come out and I walked past the paint section where the stuff for the shed was. And there was tins of shed paint. And for some reason, it just came over me. I thought, why don't you do the, do, the, do the hook? Buy the paint for the hook. I don't know where that thought came from. I wasn't thinking about it too much. And I thought, actually, that sounds like quite a good idea. Bought the paint, came out of the shop. And then went to another B&Q in Castleford, where I did find the paint that Sue wanted in the colours you wanted. So I hadn't had that in my mind to do the shed. But clearly, it's something that had been in my deeper subconscious it's obviously something i knew i had to do because it's been mentioned to me enough times this year but on that particular evening in that particular shop this kind of spark of inspiration came in and, and thought just buy the shed paint that was on the the friday on the thursday the first day of lockdown at nine o'clock in the morning i was painting the shed so from not this this being a, something that I'd, I'd not even thought about 24 hours earlier with, with less than 18 hours after that thought, it wasn't a lot, a lot less than that, probably 16 hours after buying that paint, it was on the shed, the shed was done, the job was complete, I felt good, Sue thought I was a superstar, and all because I trusted in this, it felt intuitive, it felt, ah, I could do the, the shed. Didn't think about it, didn't analyse it, because if I had have thought about it and analysed it, it would have, it, it, I may well have taught myself out of it again, come with another reason not to do it. The following day, after painting the shed, the bedroom, which has been wanting to be done for weeks and whatever, um, that I did. We had it plastered last week, and I was going to leave it so many weeks to dry. I thought, I'd give it some time to dry. And I knew what I was doing. I was overthinking it. And while I was overthinking it, what was coming up was the only reasons why I couldn't do it. You know, oh, the plaster's not dried out yet. You know, you need to leave it a week. So on the Friday morning, I put a little heat into the room, left it on for two hours, the plaster was completely dry, and by the end of Friday, I'd put a coat of paint on that, and by Saturday, I'd put a second coat on, on Sunday, I'd completed the room. So, when I stopped analysing things too much, things started to happen quicker. Tied in with the books I'm reading, trust your intuition more, trust your, your this, this kind of higher conscious thinking, wow, it's starting to work, I'm getting some results. It's happened with food. I was doing some cooking the other day, and I just thought... What if I use this instead of that? And I picked up some stuff that in the fridge, threw it together just from intuition, just from feeling. And I put together fantastic little dishes that are now in our freezer. We can eat them. Did a bit of batch cooking because I just went, did it quickly. Didn't think too much, just went and did it quickly. And then this week, um, I was meeting up with um, John Steele. Uh, you, you've all know John Steele, if you listen to my podcast. And we were 
we have a session, we meet each other every week and we have a chit chat and he tells me bits and pieces about photography and I help him little bits with mentoring and stuff and um, I enjoy our little meetings. So when I met up with John on Tuesday, my intention was to go walking. We didn't go for a walk. If the weather's good and the weather was good. And as I left the house, that was my intention. We're going to go walking. We'll go walking to a place called Black Hill, which is not far from where he lives. We'll walk as normal route and it'll be great. We can chit chat, chit chat. As I'm driving to his house and when I'm about five minutes away, I look in the distance and I see a particular landmark that anybody in Yorkshire will know, or certainly anybody in, in the kind of West Yorkshire will know, a place called Castle Hill in Huddersfield. And Castle Hill was there in the distance and it's kind of, you know, by the title and its name, it's um, it, it's this thing that looks like a tower on top of a hill. It's not exactly like a castle, it's more like, it should, say, it should be Tower Hill, not Castle Hill, but you know, you can kind of suppose you can make a castle from it. Maybe at some point there was a castle there, I don't know, I don't know the history of the hill. All I do know is it's quite an iconic scene uh, in that part of the world. And there was Castle Hill and underneath there was some kind of mist hanging and it was beautifully sun shining, and all of a sudden I had this thought, this came into mind, why don't you go up there with John and take some photographs? I know he carries his camera with me, and today I brought my camera with me, so I thought, wow. So all of a sudden from having a decision, that you know, thinking about where I'm going to take John, having to think about that, this intuitive kind of spark came, said, take him Castle Hill, let's go up there and take some photographs. And you know what? We had a cracking morning, and I know John listens to this podcast, so John, I want to thank you for your tips that day. Um, I think I've taken some decent photographs. Um, in fact, later on today, me and John are going to be having a Zoom call. I'm going to go through the photographs we've taken and critique them. So um, at this moment in time, at 10.40 on the morning of this Thursday, I think my photographs are pretty bloody good. Um, I'm sure John um, may have different opinions, um, but I'll know that later. So again, using that initiative, that intuition... I followed that then the rest of the this week. Anything that comes up, instead of thinking too much and analysing, just going with what what feels right to do. Go from intuition. So it's this tapping into our intuition that is something that I think is really, really important. And for me, I've got to be honest, it's been almost like a light bulb moment in my work. Because something is is I have to be clear with you on is over the years I've spent a lot of time tapping into this intuition. And I used to do it a lot more. And as I say, for the last couple of years, maybe not so much. Um, and as I've used less intuition, I've found that there's a correlation between less intuition, less stuff done. Less intuition, more stress. Uh, less intuition, more difficult tasks. Why is that? Because I'm not trusting that intuition. Because there's something in us, and it's, it's our egos that won't allow us to do something intuitive because it wants to keep us safe. You're, the whole purpose of your ego is to keep you safe. So when something comes up and you have an idea to do something that might be very different, your ego straight away will think, oh, hang on a minute, that could be dangerous. Let's not be doing that. And it'll find ways for you to not do it. It'll talk you out of the situation like it did with me with the hut. You know, the, the, my ego had me believing that doing that hut, rubbing it down and painting it was going to be difficult. It was going to be hard work. It's going to be something that were going to be messy. It ended up being none of those things. In reality, it took me less than two hours to completely rub down and paint that hut. And I walk past it now, and all I'm filled with, because my car's in a carport, I walk past it every single day I go out of the house, I'm filled with pride. Look at what I achieved. But look at what I achieved when I trusted more in intuition. And on the blog I wrote this morning on my website, the challenge was to for anybody reading the blog to have a go at just doing things quicker. Try to bring some speed to it. Go with less analysing more doing, less thinking, more doing. Um, there's something, there's a, there's kind of a, there's something that sometimes gets said a lot in 
person development or self-help and it's it's a term that people put on something called analysis paralysis which is basically when you analyzing stuff and thinking about stuff stops you from actually doing anything at all and people can so often get stuck in analysis paralysis i know that because i'm some i've been stuck in it many times myself but this bringing in the speed again has really got me to to realize how important it is to be more intuitive it, it, it it's never led me wrong. You know, the business I set up back in 1998, then thereabouts, um, 1999, when was it? Oh, sorry, 2002, what am I thinking? 2002. And um, that was intuition. And that came about because one day I was, I was in a car park in a, I worked in a, I ran a business that was inside um, a warehousing facility. And where in any warehousing facility, there's always a place where the, the lorries are parked, or what we call the banks. It's where you back a lorry up to unload it. And I was out there doing something, moving some pallets about, I think, and there was a guy walking around. Now, at this time, I had a business that turned over, a, you know, I think it turned over 50 or 60 grand a year. And we got a nice little business, maybe a nice little wage. And it was packing football coupons. And there's this guy walking around, and um, every now and again somebody would come and give us something to put in the football coupons and it'd be like little maybe leaflets or something and uh, so I saw this guy walking around and I thought oh is he no one were talking to him everybody ignored him and just intuitively I thought talk to that man have a, say I'll do he looks lost help him out so I went across and spoke to him um, and he, he was looking for me actually so I'm looking for Gareth Boo I said well you found me and we got a bit of a conversation going he was bringing some leaflets to put in the coupons going out that day what I didn't realise, because I'd never met him before, is this guy had a business that also supplied one of our clients with marketing material for the shops. He did all the marketing material for William Mills. He picked and packed it and sent it away to all the William Mills shops. It's a very big business. And having a conversation with him, I just left it with, again, intuitively, I said to him, look, if you ever want any help doing what you're doing, if you ever need any manpower, you know, and you need a bit of space, you know, we can maybe help you out. That intuitive conversation resulted in me working with this guy and eventually this guy gave me his business. He didn't sell it to me. He just gave it to me. He says, look, I'm retiring. I'm not doing it anymore. You know, you might as well take the work. And he gave me the contract. And from that contract, the business that turned over 50 grand turned into a 1.5 million pound business. And the rest, as they say, is history. But it all started from intuition. And from the start of that business I had and the growth of that business, a lot of it came through intuition. And I'd forgotten it. I'd forgotten I used to be that way. So when it started to dawn on me this week about how these books I'm reading have brought out this thought about using intuition more, it was like, wow, I'd forgotten that. And I realised that everybody, everybody knows what to do next if they trust that intuition. And this blog this morning, the fact I picked that film, that film that came up, The Need, The Need for Speed, it kind of tied everything in, and that was intuitive. I didn't look for a, a film to tie in with what I wanted to say. I picked the film, then tied, then wrote the stuff around it. Intuition is so important, trusting it, but how many of us really trust it? I, like I say, I mean, I'm, I, I might sound giddy and a little bit excited when I'm recording this day, because I am giddy and excited, because this has been... The answer I've been looking for, for now almost two years, I have to say I've stuttered a bit. You know, I had a real clear idea what I was doing two years ago and I stuttered. You know, what am I doing online? Where, where, what are my next clients going to be like? Do I do an online course? What's my next book going to be about? Thinking, analysing, analysis paralysis, thinking too much and getting chuff all done. And recently, 
it's been like that has been lifted away from me. And I feel light. I feel happy just because now I'm trusting that intuition. You know, the next thing I'm doing after this podcast is I'm going to start writing more of my book. I wrote, a, I started a book last week, and I have to be honest, it, it was bollocks. Um, I couldn't get more than a few sentences down before I started thinking this is too much. I'm analysing it too much. So today, I'm going to set myself a target of spending two hours today just writing whatever comes to mind about the subject that the book's about. I'm just going to go with intuition. It's something that I want to challenge you now if you're listening to this podcast. Try doing something quicker. Don't think about it, just do it quicker. Speed things up. Give yourself a time. Instead of saying, you know, um, I've got two hours to do that particular job, do it in one hour. Instead of saying, I've got three days to finish this project, set yourself a task of one and force yourself to work quickly and from intuition rather than overanalyzing. Now, listen, there's certain things you shouldn't be speeding up. You know, if you don't be thinking, oh, I'll try that next time out driving, don't speed your driving up. That's dangerous and fucking stupid. Um, and certainly, you know, don't be doing anything dangerous um, quicker. You know, if you're taking up a new hobby of juggling knives, don't do that. You know, that's silly. But try something. And remember that most of the stuff you're going to try and do quicker, you know, you can't really mess it up too much. And you're not going to hurt yourself. The only thing you might bash is your pride because you feel daft that something went wrong. Um... But that'll heal, and I'll also tell you, it probably won't happen. Because if you trust your intuition, it'll, read, it'll lead you down the right path. We're into our third or second week now of lockdown. Today is when it started last week, so we're into our second week now. And I have to say, this learning from the last week, doing this podcast here today and, and talking to you guys about this, I'm just going to run for the next three weeks on intuition. Yeah, I think it's, it will create more content. As I, certainly, as I said, in some blogs, recently um when i stopped thinking about them and just wrote what came up i've produced more content october it was like purgatory i couldn't get a, a sentence to strung together i couldn't write a blog if you'd have paid me to do it well actually if you paid me i'd probably tried a bit harder um you see my point my point is i'd put myself this thing you must write a blog you must write a blog what shall i write about what shall i think i analysis paralysis nothing got done then I sort of said, bollocks, if I don't do one, it's not going to make a massive difference. Just, just blog when you feel like it. Happened, I felt like it about five or six times in the last week or so. Some more blogs have appeared. This podcast today, I feel I'm, I'm flowing. I just, I, I don't know what I'm going to say next. Nothing written down. I just want to talk about this idea of speeding things up and trust that what's going to come out will be good enough. Instead of analysing, overanalyzing, analysis paralysis. So if you're guilty of that, analysing and not doing, just let it flow. And... Your ego, you understand this, the, the thought you have in the back of your mind that this is a daft idea, if you start doing this, you think this is a daft idea, this could go wrong, you shouldn't be doing this, this isn't right, that is your ego trying to keep you safe. It's not being audible, it's its job is your ego to keep it safe, or keep you safe. It keeps you safe by doing, based on all the information it's got in the past, all the beliefs that you've got, it will use those beliefs to stop you doing something if it feels that you are at risk. The problem is sometimes if you don't risk something, you risk everything. Try it. Just give yourself a time to do something. Speed things up. You know, whatever it is you're doing, you can try to speed it up and go with intuition rather than overthinking. It is important that we spend some time or sometimes and occasionally analysing something. That's important in some cases. But in a lot of cases, we'd be far more effective, get a lot more done if we just pushed forward, didn't think too much, just went from intuition and did the action that came up to do next. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Any thoughts you've got on using your intuition? 
um, or any questions you may have, you can drop me a line at garethboot.com. And if you go on there, there's a few blogs. If you have read my blogs, there's a few blogs on there now from the last few days. I think they're quite interesting bits of work, so go read them. I'm going to get on with my writing. And um, I'm going to do some more on this. This is this is opening up almost a new subject of intuition and trusting our kind of subconscious thinking and intuition rather than going with our ego and our conscious and subconscious beliefs. So there'll be more of these. Um, enjoy your day or evening or whatever you're listening to this, wherever you are. Enjoy whatever you're doing. If you, I'm going to ask you again. I ask everybody to do this. Go on to um, the iTunes and give me a rating for this podcast if you like it. But listen, if you don't like it, well, firstly, why are you listening? Um, so don't be giving on them one-star ratings and all that shit. Five-star rating, please. Nice little thing said about me. That'd be lovely. More and more people listen to this blog, uh, this podcast and reading the blog. So listen, the one thing you must know is I absolutely appreciate everybody taking time to listen to my stuff. I hope it's adding value to you and making you think a bit differently. That's the purpose of all the stuff I do, whether it's written or spoken. So thank you once again. And until the next podcast, you take care. <laughs>